This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 872. How much does it cost when you pay attention? By Kent Thune with goodlifezen.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy 1st of May if you're listening in real time. I don't know about you, but I'm happy April is over. April wasn't the best for me this year. I'm hoping a fresh start with May will turn things around. Anyway, this is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you for free, usually from blogs, but sometimes from books. And I'm gonna jump right into today's content, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. How much does it cost when you pay attention? By Kent Thune with goodlifezen.com. Pay attention. After hearing those two words, did you interpret the meaning in the same way as pay money? Perhaps you should. Quote, it is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a sick society. Jiddu Krishnamurti. We have evolved into a consumer society, and this consumption does not stop with food and material goods, those items that we pay money to obtain. This consumption extends to information, which takes place much more frequently, at often a higher price, than that of food and material goods. When we pay attention, there is a cost. Have you ever stopped to think about what price you pay when you pay attention? Are you aware of what and how much you are allowing into your mind? If information were food, would your information diet be healthy? Furthermore, what are the respective purposes of your various pursuits of information? Quote, knowledge is power, Sir Francis Bacon. The conventional assumption with regard to these profound words from Sir Francis Bacon is that more knowledge equals more power. With the incredible abundance and velocity of information today, one might further conclude that society at large is now more powerful than at any time in human history. The reality, however, is that the information age brings with it quite the paradox. Along with our exponential advances in information technology and knowledge capacity, our power has an equal potential to be diminished because of the human tendency to be distracted by more choices. Hence, in the absence of a conscious awareness of what and how much information we consume, information-rich translates into attention poor, and useful knowledge yields to the distraction of useless knowledge, or what we may refer to as noise. Knowledge certainly is powerful, but there's a difference between knowledge capacity and knowledge possession. Think about that. Quote, in an information-rich world, the wealth of information means a dearth of something else, a scarcity of whatever it is that information consumes. What information consumes is rather obvious. It consumes the attention of its recipients. Hence, a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention 
and a need to allocate that attention efficiently among the overabundance of information sources that might consume it. Herbert Simon. When you pay attention, how much does it cost? Since you are a consumer of information, you should be aware of what it is that information consumes your attention and that your attention should be allocated in a similar fashion as your financial assets. Should you not consider attention as an asset equally valuable, if not more so, than any financial asset that you own? After all, a fragmented attention is a fragmented person, and a fragmented person's success will be limited in every area of life, including personal finance. In the interest of limiting your day's distractions, please allow me to offer some tips on allocating your most valuable asset, your attention. Number one, create a portfolio of information sources. Similar to a portfolio of investment assets, your attention allocation needs to be diverse. I suggest a core and satellite structure. The core is where the greatest portion of your attention is allocated. For example, assuming you want to strengthen your mind and keep your attention healthy, you may want to allocate the largest portion, the core, of attention to books and mind-strengthening activities, such as solving puzzles, playing games with hand-eye coordination, listening to soothing music, having an enjoyable conversation, or just sitting there doing nothing. Allocate smaller percentages to information sources and activities, the satellites, that are more distracting, such as mainstream media. Number two, budget time and attention. How much time do you spend checking emails and surfing the internet? Do you answer the phone every time it rings? Are you easily distracted? Given the chance, outside noise will have you stumbling from distraction to distraction throughout the entire day. Set strategic timeframes for certain tasks and don't give in to distraction. Have a policy or procedure that tells you what to do and stay on task. Number three, be aware of your actions. How did you go from an intentional internet search for practical information to an unintentional reading of an update on the latest pop culture delicacy? Did you consciously find the information source or did it find you? Be the hunter, not the hunted. By virtue of remaining conscious of your choices, you will reduce the frequency of unconscious choices and keep your attention intact. Number four, understand the motives of your information sources. Protect your attention just as you would your wallet by understanding how the attention thieves operate. Do your primary sources of information exist to provide useful information or do they exist to sell something? Mainstream media, for example, essentially exists to sell advertising with sensational headlines that steal your attention. They do not often intend to strengthen your mind or calm your soul. Similarly, marketers use flashy colors, strategic positioning, suggestive images, or even attractive smells to entice your purchase of whatever product or service they are pushing. Also, most, not all bloggers, use shortcuts and lists, exactly what your brain prefers, to get you to read their posts with the ultimate motive of increasing readership, not necessarily to provide useful information. Number five, give yourself a break. Find at least 15 minutes or hopefully more per day to do nothing. No noise, no TV, no email, no cell phone, no kids, just peace and quiet. Also, there's nothing wrong with reading the mindless blog or watching the reality TV show from time to time. Just as a healthy budgeter or dieter deserves an occasional splurge, your brain could use the occasional mindless activity. Number six, trim the fat and turn down the noise. Less is more. Do you really need more than a dozen blogs in your reader? 
Do you need cable or satellite TV? How many newspapers and periodicals do you read? What is the purpose and value in your life of each information source? Quote, Moderation, which consists in indifference about little things and in a prudent and well-proportioned zeal about things of importance, can proceed from nothing but true knowledge, which has its foundation in self-acquaintance. Plato. Of course, there is an ideal balance to be found that will differ among individual personalities and various needs. Success in almost any endeavor, including attention allocation, is most likely accomplished with the timeless virtues of simplicity, moderation, and patience, all of which finds its respective foundation in self-acquaintance. Without knowing yourself and without remaining conscious of your actions, you yield power to outside influences. You just listened to the post titled, How Much Does It Cost When You Pay Attention? by Ken Thune with goodlifezen.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I like when posts bring up advertising. It keeps me in check. I have advertisers on this show occasionally, but one big difference about this podcast compared to something like traditional media or most blogs I narrate, and even many podcasts, is that this wasn't created for advertisers. I didn't imagine I'd ever have advertisers. It was like almost a year of doing this podcast before I got an advertiser, I think. And that was a lot of episodes I did for free, a lot of recording, a lot of editing, a lot more than recording, and launching other shows of ours before any kind of money came in. And advertisers are what keep it running right now. But I do try to pick those that fit with what the themes of this podcast are, like less mindless consumption and more experiences and services that will actually help you. If I could, I'd get rid of the advertising completely. I'd be really happy with that. But not enough people support the shows financially. And I can't do it for free. It'd actually be worse than that. It'd be an expense, a big expense, because it costs a good deal of money to keep the MP3s hosted, close to a thousand on this show alone, plus the website and the help I get to edit five shows. So last week, I was lucky enough to have sponsors for much of the week, but you can actually get rid of the ads and promo stuff that I mentioned over and over on this show by becoming a monthly patron. That's only $2 a month you can contribute more to get handwritten cards from me and a lot more. But to remove the ads, promotional content, and ending music, that's just $2 a month or more. So you can do that and learn more at oldpodcast.com help if you hate the advertisements. But that's enough for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow and where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. 
So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.